Nice. What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the 2024 Mexico Open at Whoa, you got a little more DFS preview. Yeah, I got. I went a little extra on that one. A little extra on that one than you did on the betting preview. A little extra tahine on that on that there opening. DB here, Pat Perry with me, talking about the Mexico Open. And you know what? We were both saying before the show started. Mui excited for DFS this week. Like I tweeted it. I've been doing a lot more betting than I have DFS. I'm actually really excited to play some DFS this week. Pat, before the show, you said on, on Bet the Number, you have favorited more players in this field than you have in quite some time. And, and that's with a weak field. And that's what's fun about this week, folks. You get to dig in. We're going to talk about names we don't normally get to talk about, get excited about guys we normally don't get excited about. It's, uh, it's going to be a good show, I think. We're going to have fun with this. The pricing is crazy. 12K Tony, 5K range again, like it's 2015-16. You ready, yeah. Pat? No, I love it. I, I like having the 5K range. Um, kind of threw me off. I, I didn't even recognize it until you texted out earlier. Hey, maybe we do a 5K draft instead of a 6K. So that'll be fun to do that. And mm -hmm. um, like I said, yeah, I favorited a lot of players this week because, look, it's a, it's a fun week. There's a lot of players we haven't, you know, we don't always see play every single tour event. And there's kind of a really a specific style of player that probably is going to do the best here. And so it, it kind of, uh, you know, it's fun to to watch some of these bombers just, you know, just light it up off the tee. So yeah. Uh I've had a I've had a pretty eventful week. And th mm -hmm. thank you to everybody for the support, T's and P's, all that good stuff. Everybody in the Discord, Twitter. So uh, I'm gonna enjoy a nice little hazy IPA on this uh Monday Eve here at six six PM. It's gonna have nice. a couple I more of these before the night of over. Fajita potato potato. I got it. That's that voicemail from that guy. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> that was the guy, the the drunk. I think that was the drunk voicemail guy. Yeah. Tony's um, uh, trying out some new buttons there. I um I went with a theme, a theme beer. So uh a little mm. Medela, a little cerveza. That's about enough. About enough. Yeah. So. I don't have any of that. I don't have any um coronas or Modellos or any of that any anywhere. Oh yeah, that was the Ashke Ashki Fajita voicemail guy, <laughs> and he's not even playing this week, and he he's almost not, won should so be. I know. Why is he not playing? That's crazy. I didn't even think about that till now. Um. All right, we're also going to do a, a deep dive here on the Genesis. Do a little post mortem DFS post mortem, like we do. Talk a little bit about uh, Vedanta last couple of years here in terms of DFS before we get into these ranges, and uh, we like to thank our friends at Swanies, Swanies Golf. Our friend, swannies.co, Pat's rocking a polo. I got the hat on right now. Um, man, the Swanee stuff coming out is nice. I just saw a new video drop on their Instagram. They're shooting, doing some photo shoots on some of the new stuff coming. Spring and summer launch is very close to being here all the way. Some of the new stuff's already dropped, but you need to check it out. You can get something for your lovely wife. You can get something for your kids. If you got some junior junkies in the house that want to wear some golf gear, Swanee's has some stylish stuff. I got I got some stuff on order for the 13-year-old. He's ready to rock on the golf course. And, um, yeah, check it out. Promo code TJ25 gets you 25% off your entire order, and you can use that over and over again. So support the Tour Junkies. Support our friends at Swanee's. You know, American-owned, family-owned business based in the U.S., shipping anywhere to U.S. and Canada. Uh, support a great group of people that love golf and love the Tour Junkies fans. 
wherever you want to, whenever you want to get some golf gear, go to them first. Check it out, swannies.co, link in the descriptions, or you can uh, scan the QR code if you're on YouTube. All right, Pat, let's talk a little bit about the Genesis. Now, we talked about the tournament, all the crazy things that happened. Um, some strong opinions on some players uh, were had on the betting show, so I don't want to get into all that, but let's talk a little bit about the DFS side of things, and I want to actually do something we've not done yet this year. I want to I want to look at some listener league lineups. You know, and some people are like, guys, I didn't even know y'all had a listener league. And, well, the reason is you're not paying attention. That's number one. Um, or what? Or you aren't in the nut hut. Yes, that's right. You have to be in the you have to be in the Discord. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> you have to be a paying member of the Discord to get the link. We our only listener league on DraftKings is a private league. We share that link in the uh, paid version of the Discord, and only people who are entering uh, who, who are allowed to play have to be paid members. And we keep track of it all throughout the year. Pat and his lovely team of associates keep keep track of the points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's two ways that you can win the season-long race, and we'll tell you what the prize is here in a minute. If you win a week, so if you we're going to show you the winning lineup from this week, this individual is going to win an opportunity to win the big prize, or you can win a segment of the season. And the season is broken up into, is it four segments, Pat? Four segments, yes. Four segments. So if you win a segment, you also get entered in. So you could have more than one entry if you win more than once, or you get in, you know, get in on the on the segment standings. Um, and then at the end of the season, usually for the first two playoff events, uh, the winner of that whole like tour championship, if you will, is going to get to fly out to either Augusta or Savannah. Me and Pat will meet you there. You will get to play our home golf courses with us, have some nice food, have some drinks, have a good time. And just, you know, it's, it's great quality time with the tour junkies. And we help pay for that trip for you and host you at our site. We've been doing this for about four or five years now. It's a great, great trip, great opportunity. And actually, it's a little sad because, Pat, there are way more. There are uh, there are hundreds of paying members in the Discord, and only like 64 people entered I don't, the contest last week. I don't understand. Yeah, you're, you're I mean, already paying to be in the contest. It's a free entry on DraftKings. Yeah, it doesn't cost you to get in there. And I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I think the prize is pretty good. I mean, it's not it's like... You know, we're, you're playing some nice golf courses, you know, traveling to Augusta, traveling to Savannah. I mean, it is uh, it's yeah. worth it to me. Just get in there. And, and we're giving you multiple ways to win. So you don't have to be like, you can miss two segments. Yeah. Three segments and still win. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's pointless. You got to get in there. So. All right, let's, let's bring up the winning lineup from this week's Listener League. I think it was Music Boy who's been a longtime Tour Junkies mm -hmm. Discord Nuthud member. Pumped uh, pumped to have him in there, as always. Scored 540 points. That would have done that would have done some nice damage around the streets, I see. I think some of the 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 uh, the, the big boy, like, Millie, Millie Maker winning lineups were around the, the 600, 610, 640 mark. Uh, but 540 would have done quite well. He, he did not have Hideki. In, in the list. And we talked about Hideki on the on the chat yeah. Wednesday night. He didn't have Hideki, but he had Will Zalatoris. He had Luke List. He had Harris English. He had Sam Burns. He had Scotty Scheffler. And he had Nikolai Hoygaard. Um, so 540 points. Obviously, Luke List was the big stud for him. 
finishing runner-up at only 3% ownership in the Discord. Everybody else kind of in that 20 to 30 range. Scotty, Sam Burns almost the same ownership as Scotty Scheffler. 31% in the in the Discord. Scheffler, 32, almost 33. Uh, Pat, what any other observations from, from this lineup here? Yeah, I mean, I, I tell you one thing. I'm surprised that, that Hoygaard's in there. Um, I mean, you know, he made the cut, but so did most people. Um, but he didn't have a, a great week. But, um, you know, a lot of chalk in here. But really, um, like you said, I mean, the Luke List play, you and I, I don't think we were on him at all. Um, and usually you are. But the yeah. List play certainly is what lifted this thing up to the top. And also Willie Z. I mean, Willie Z was one that, that I was liking this week uh, or last week. Um, fourteen percent owned. The rest is kind of kind of a little bit chalky, you know. A little surprised. English was up there, close over twenty percent. Yeah, that's quite high too. I'm trying to think which one of us loved Harris English. I don't. I don't think it was me. I think it was he you. He was on my betting pass. card. Yeah, he was on okay. the betting card. So, um, obviously, he chose to go, and and I think this was this was something that I was hammering pretty hard on Wednesday night in the live Discord chat was that in DFS I was playing Scheffler at almost hundred percent. Yeah, and he and he went uh, he went pretty obviously. You know, he went with Scheffler up there at the top. This is a single entry tournament, by the way, every week. Yeah. So um, he, he goes with Scotty and then he throws in a bunch of high upside 7K plays. Luke List being in the six range, I think. Um, uh, you know, and Sam Burns being in the AK range. So just a ton of high upside guys with Burns being high upside, but obviously in great form. Luke List, a ton of upside. Willie Z, we know. Hoygaard, we know. Uh, English, you know, I, I again, I will say, I. I did not see the English thing coming this week. Um, but, I mean, we know Harris Harris ain't afraid of a strong field. He's a good player. I just didn't see it coming this week and in, in, at Riviera. Yeah. It was, it was a good week for him. So let's look at the dead last lineup just for fun, just for, just for kicks and giggles. Oh, buddy. My, my oh, guy, I my, know where you're going to go immediately. My guy, A-Webb. My guy A Webb, Alex Webb. I just played golf with Alex. Alex, oh, great he nut. He does pretty good in these too. He, this he is he is a good player. Yeah. Uh, long term, uh, long time nut hut member, Discord member, and another. You know, you could say this is a benefit. Some people would say it's not a benefit, but I, I think it's a benefit. Discord members will message us all the time. Be like, "Yo, I'm coming to Augusta. Or I'm coming to Savannah for work or for family or whatever. Love to play some golf. If we're available, we try to make it happen." Alex Webb texted me that or, or messaged me on Discord a couple months ago. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm available. And I had him out to Champions Retreat. Me and him played a, a lovely round at Champions. Got to know a, a member of the Discord. Cool guy. Not weird. That's always nice when when they're not a super weirdo. Um, but boy, <laughs> um, you know, Alex just said, yeah, give me all the chalk on Justin Thomas at 37.5%. That yeah. didn't pay off. 28% Wyndham Clark. That that might be a lot my fault if people were listening to me. I was pretty heavy on Wyndham Clark on the Wednesday night chat. He definitely disappointed me. I, I don't know what the deal is with him. He's hot and cold. I, I don't understand it. Like Riviera suits him a hell of a lot better than freaking Pebble Beach. I, I don't I don't get that at all. Um, he's clearly a team DB guy. He also had Bo Hostler in the, you know, in the lineup, which who finished 24th and was only one of his two made cuts. Um, but yeah, Taylor Montgomery, who I think you liked. Yeah, I liked he might. Yeah, he's Straka, who I think you liked. No, I don't know if I like Straka or not. Uh, we've had a we've had a discussion at least one of the last two weeks, if not the last two weeks, on the Discord about you got you liking Seth Straka. I don't know if it was this week though. This is a very 
even lineup between the two of us, I think, if we're going to go there, is, I guess. Because huh? you got T-Mont, who is on my betting card. I'll I'll let you give me Straka, whatever. I was not a big Wyndham Clark fan, as if, if I recall, but I was a big J, you know, Justin Thomas yeah. fan. As a matter of fact, he was in my listener league lineup, and he was the only one that missed the cut, and I finished like fourth. And then, uh, of course, I'm always a Rory guy, and Rory was – Rory's ownership at 10.9. People in the, in the nut hut are obviously on your side of the fence with Rory. <laughs> like, it's just don't play him. That is kind of crazy, huh? That's yeah. super low. I don't know where he was in other, like in bigger tournaments because I, I didn't, I don't ever play him. So I don't know what he was, but um, that's crazy. I'm sure he wasn't that low. That's, that's, that's DB influence there in the nut hut low. Um, which, I mean, really. He didn't pay off. I mean, he was no, he not was expensive, at all. and he finished 24th, and he kind of sucked. He was not even part of the picture. Anyway, that was uh, just a little listener league lineup review there. You guys get in there and make that happen. The perfect lineup had you come up with it, and it seems quite come up withable. You know what I mean? Like, it seems yeah. like you could do this. Hideki, obviously. Willie Z, Luke List, Xander Shoffle, Patrick Cantlay, Adam Hadlin. Adam, I think... Adam Hadwin feels like the odd man out there, but Hadwin, I think, if I remember correctly, he's had some decent play at Riviera before. I think he has. Um, you're right. You, you would have only spent $48,400. You would have totaled around 73% ownership, which in a limited field with 70 guys, ownership is much more condensed. You have way more people up over the 15 20% mark, um, you know, way less under 5 10% than normal. I think 73% is pretty solid. So um, you had that going for him. Line of construction went 10, 9, 3, 7K players and a 6K player. Um, obviously crushed it there with, uh, with what, 661 and a half possible points had you had the perfect lineup. So that was interesting. Um, what else? The, of the top 10 DraftKings point scorers, Eric Cole was the only guy that had never played Riv before. So the... You know, the narrative about having some experience around Riv continues to get life in it this year. There was obviously other cases you could make for that. And it I would say it wasn't a great week for the chalk. Um, of the 10 highest owned, only two missed the cut. But, I mean, obviously a, a lot less guys missed the cut than normal. But only three finished inside the top 15 in points scored on DK. So you probably were fine. I mean, JT's a great example. Wyndham Clark's a great example. You probably find fading some of those guys. Yeah, no, I agree. Where what did Eric Cole finish? I, I don't even recall. Uh, he him. was. I'll tell you where he finished in the tournament. He finished T ten for the tournament at eight mm -hmm. under. Um, but he was in the top ten in DraftKings points scored as well. So he's just become a little bit course proof on what I mean. Like first time playing here, bit, finishes yeah. top ten. I think just his experience in general, like as much as he's played, whether it's been on the tour or other, you know, other tours, has certainly helped him where it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to Mexico. Let's talk about Vedanta Vallarta. I did a course breakdown video and podcast. You can check that out wherever you get podcasts and also on the YouTube channel. About 20, 25 minutes. Shared my screen. Showed you a couple fun things I like to do on Bet the number that they've added. You can kind of go back and look back at tournaments in years past and see the incoming form and incoming course history to that year, see how guys did, um, which I will say, for Vedanta Vallarta, form is not necessarily a prerequisite. 
at least for the small sample size of the two years we've been playing it here. Um, they're, they're just, they're, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, I mean, even, even in 2022, which was the first year, Rom, uh, Rom hadn't played in the previous four weeks leading up to that. And I think the week, like the, the fifth week was like a 30th or 40th place finish somewhere. Remember this tournament's always been played in April. So this yeah. is the earliest it's, it's coming out, but, and, and then there was plenty of guys who had kind of bad missed, uh, kind of bad incoming form. I, I put a lot of detail into this in the Discord, in the research tab for the last two years at the Mexico Open. So be sure and check that out. But um, if you want more information on the Vedanta Vallarta course, did a full breakdown, looked at the, uh, the Bet the Number course page, and um, yeah, went, went through all that. You can go check it out. But let's, let's get to it because there's so many ranges and a full field, tons of names to talk about tonight, Pat. Let's talk about it. The top tier, 9K and above, all the way up to $12,000 Tony Finau. Now, this, this tournament has obviously been dominated by the class of the field the last two years with John Rahm and Tony Finau. John Rahm obviously no longer playing on the PGA Tour. Tony Finau hitting it great, hitting it great, putting it like a blind person, mm. but hitting it great. Some would say, I would probably fall in this boat, that the slow, soft, past palum greens that are relatively flat kind of allow for bad putters to come a little closer to the the, the average than um, you know than a lot of other surfaces, which could only help Tony Finau. But are you willing to pay up twelve thousand dollars for him? Do you think you can do that? I. I mean, you can, but I, I would not like to. I, I don't want It's to. easier to do it, I guess, if you find some 5K goodies, which yeah, we're going to talk about. You certainly can uh, with the 5K range. But um, for me, I, I don't want to go there. I, I just, if I'm starting lineups, it's going to be dropping down a little bit and, and then going from there. I don't, I, I, I think with the putting thing, like you said, I mean, you can find putting on the, you know, the form almost any week. Um, obviously he's played extremely well on this course before, but I, I, I just would rather avoid Tony and the ownership, which is probably still going to be high. I, I don't think a ton of people are just going to completely fade him with his history here. And then, and just take my chances, uh, down the board a little bit. I'm tempted, but it will, but we'll see. Like he is putting right now worse than he's putted in his career. Like, in terms of long-term tournament after tournament, bad weeks putting. He's definitely got bad juju. If you look at last year, coming into the Mexico Open, the RBC Heritage was his event prior to it. He lost 3.12 strokes putting. The very next tournament in Mexico, he gained 4.8. 4.8. And the ball striking was tremendous. Ball striking, he gained over 11 strokes. Um... He has done quite well here at the Mexico Open. I mean, in the two years in Mexico, he gained 11 strokes ball striking last year and over 11 strokes in 2022. Now, I'm saying ball striking, just off the tee and approach. It's not counting around the green. Just off the tee and on approach, 22 strokes gained on this field in two years. That is ridiculous. Now, yeah. obviously in DFS, even at 12K, at 12K, we don't need Tony to just have a you know a, a a solid week, right? Like we want him to have. He needs to be minimum 
you know, top five, top three kind of week. We really, you know, we, we need the top three finish for him. But I definitely think it's doable, and I'm just going to wait and see. I'm not willing to rule him out just yet. Yeah, I, I mean, I again, I, I don't think I'm going to go with him um, when I start my lineups. I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm going to fade the top two. I'm going to fade Grio also. And, and then I love some Hoygaard. And so I'll start there as, you know, a guy that I think is uh, going to end up in a lot of lineups that I have um, with Hoygaard. I mean, I love, you know, now you talk about putting. He's number one in this field in the VTN model in putting, you know, tremendous ball speed, can, can move it off the tee, um, you know, good on approach. Those, you know, so I, and he's played well. We saw him finish second at the Farmers. You know, after that, it wasn't, you know, fantastic with a T31 at Pebble and a T39 uh, last week at the Genesis. But this is this guy's an absolute stud, and I will start with him at 10-7. And I think I can just really build some good lineups from there. I definitely like Hoygaard. We didn't talk about, you know, usually we like to talk about maybe who the chalk could be. I think Hoygaard's going to be a chalky play. I think people who do decide mm -hmm. to skip the first two, are going to do that. And, and I think Griot is going to be low owned because he doesn't, he just doesn't, even though I know he's playing well right now, he doesn't feel like the same, like when he's sandwiched between Finau and Hoygaard, it doesn't feel like the same player. Um, Griot is also one of only two players in the two years here at Mexico, Vedanta, that has been in the top 10 at an average less than 170 miles an hour ball speed. He he has managed to get it done putting, which his putting has vastly improved over the years, over the year, but he's he seems risky to me. He's definitely a fade to me too. I also don't like the fact this is his fifth event in a row, starting back at the Farmers. A lot of guys don't like to do that. Um, you know, does he feel some sort of an obligation to play here just because it's, you know, Mexico he's you know he's Argentinian he's you know maybe he just wants to get in in, in the vibes and amongst the, some of the people I don't know um but I think one of my favorite place Pat one of my favorite place this is one of my one of my favorite pivots that I can't wait to roster is, uh, is is the piss bear yes I I knew you were about to get it's I love it I love getting a chance to click on him again I do too let me pull it out piss all in an airplane smoke a cig and break some hearts because he's not going to check boxes because most you know most places aren't going to have all the data on him he's played a ton on the dp world tour he had a tremendous dp world tour season yeah the last event he played was the ross alkaima just a couple weeks ago he won it um i just think the piss bear is a perfect high upside play here now i, I love it. it it does it is risky it's risky at 10-3. But I think I I think I'm in. I think I'm very, very in in Thorbjorn. And I'm I'm hoping he is chalky. Uh, people are gonna love Detri for good reason, Hoygaard for good reason. I think a couple of the odd men out here are gonna be Grio, who I don't want, and Thorbjorn, who I think I did. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you on Thorbjorn. I, I think this is probably the start of when we're gonna we're gonna see him more on the tour because he is he's got full status for this year for this season, um, so I think you're gonna see him a lot more and maybe he just decided to play. I mean, well, he obviously decided to play more DP World Tour events to to begin his season. Um, 
but you know, other than that, I think that um, we're going to see him play a lot in the Florida swing. So this won't be the first time we, you know, the first time in a while that we get to click his name. We'll get to click his name a good amount over the next few weeks. And I'm interested to see what he does here, because as you said, he played very well in the DP world tour last year, started off good this year. Um, we all know the talent this guy has. So I'm, I'm a big fan. And I think that, uh, by the way, it's, it's kind of allegedly, you know, on, on his, on the, on the accusations against him. I, I don't know if oh, it's, it is. I don't know if it's all true. You okay, know, he, okay. wasn't he like, wasn't he acquitted? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know if he was acquitted. I don't know if he's acquitted. <laughs> I don't think he was. I think, I think he was, I think he was found, found guilty. He served a suspension on the DP world tour for it. Right. Yeah. I mean, but then, you know, the 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 judges and the and the law came in and said he he was you got to somebody google this <laughs> okay all right we'll figure that out um let, let's talk about the rest of this range there's 15 guys in this range right 15 so we're gonna have more than one guy we like but let's talk about chalk hogard who we talked about um i think i think detry could get some love detry's been playing well I think he will could have won pebble I think Jaeger will. Jaeger is for sure. From there, I I just I think Pendrith at ninety six, and I think EVR because I Definitely. think people like EVR, right? I, what do you, I don't what do you think, think people do with Brandon Wu at ninety one hundred with the amazing course history? I don't. I feel like he is is going to get a little bit he'll get a little bit of love but i don't think he's going to be chalky okay i really don't he has not been playing well so he was one that was kind of questionable for me but remember last two years you don't have to be playing well to play here yeah to play well here um yeah jaeger for sure hoygaard and and i like jaeger a lot um i don't i don't know he, he may just be <sighs> I don't know. This feels like a week where we look back and go, of the 10 highest known golfers, three paid off. The rest of them, you could have been just fine fading. See, to me, outside of what Rom and Finau have done, and now Rom's out of the picture, and Finau just is not the same. Like, I know he's been elite here, but he's he's not on the same level as John Rom. To me, this this event has been kind of masqueraded as a event where you know the chalk hits and the, the the best players in the field do well, but I don't I don't think it really is. Like players have talked about this golf course is not hard to figure out. It's not hard to dissect. You don't have to have laps around here to figure it out. You just hit a lot of drivers, hit mid and long irons really well, and be comfy on the po on the pass palum and just get hot. Right? There's no weather this week. I feel like this event actually sets up for a lot of variance. And maybe that's why I'm excited about it, and I'm excited about clicking a bunch of names. Yeah, uh, I mean, I agree. And we we've seen that not necessarily with the winner the last two years, but with a lot of the guys that end up in the top ten. You know, like an Austin Smotherman last year was in the top five. You know, he he hasn't he didn't have a great year, but he played well here. So I think there's a lot of guys like that that can do well here. And, and uh, Alejandro Tosti had a start here when he was on the Corn Ferry Tour, finished top ten. Okay, Tony producer, cleared. Producer Tony. Well, cleared. Hold, hold on, he was cleared of part of it. 
Producer Tony, he grabbed a woman's breast. And this is not Producer Tony did this. Thor Bjorn Olison did this. He grabbed a woman's breast and urinated on a first class seat. Just like, girl. Mm, what? <laughs> After, <laughs> that's a pull from the from the, the Thursday from the Bubba <laughs> Show. Uh, um, grabbed a woman's breast and urinated on a first-class seat after taking alcohol and sleeping pills on a British Airways flight from the United States to London in 2019. He was cleared of sexually assaulting the woman. So, I, see, I didn't even mention the sexual assault. I didn't remember that. Well, I mean, yeah, but he for sure peed on a first-class seat. Okay. All right. Well, maybe he did that. I like how <laughs> somebody put in after taking alcohol, like it, like that was a pill. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. All right. Well, anyway, he's you know Thunder Bear is uh, back. So I um I really like Keith Mitchell in this. I, we haven't talked a ton about him, but Keith Mitchell is is a favorite for me here at ninety nine hundred. Checks a lot of boxes for me off the tee, distance, a long iron play, par five scoring. You got to do well here. Um, hasn't played here, but I don't care. T seventeen at waste management. I like that. So Keith Mitchell, I'm probably going to hit pretty hard here. But there's enough good names between, you know. EVR, Pendrith, Jaeger, Mitchell, Detchery, Thorbjorn, Hoygaard, Finau. Like you can probably you can play a couple of chalkier guys here because to me, we're going to talk about a few guys in the 8K range, but then in the 7K, 6K, and 5K, I don't think there's going to be anybody. I mean, maybe one or two guys over 10%. Everything else is just you can get wild. You can have a couple of guys sub 5% in your lineup easy. Yeah, no, I agree. I think up here in over 9K and in the 8K, if you got a chalky guy that you just like, don't even worry about it. Throw him in your lineup, and then you're going to – you're certain, there, there is – it is easier than ever to differentiate this week if you yeah. got a little chalk in your in your lineup. So, And I would say if you're going to play cash, which I would I would bring back some cash play this week, some 50-50s and double-ups on DK, uh, Jaeger at 9,800 would be where I would start cash lineups for sure. And maybe even double up on a couple of these 9K guys. Um, anybody else in the lower nines you like, Pat? You know, I mean, I, I kind of like Hubs a little bit just because of the way he's been playing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't necessarily think he's he's the greatest course fit, but neither is a guy right above him like B. Woo. I mean, so I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna take Hubs as you know sort of this year's B. Woo. You know, a guy that can you know has been playing well, which which Brandon Wu was doing going up into this this tournament. And um so I think Hubs can can play well here and just the way he drives it off the tee. Um, you know, he's great on approach, great with his irons. So I think Hubs is uh is a good play from that standpoint. So and I don't think Any, he's gonna be high owned at all. Anyone else in the lower nine K range? Uh you know, I might have to sprinkle in a little Rio you say it different every time i got it because i need tony to like do it first and then i can you know repeat that okay okay Kiss do it again tony. <laughs> i don't know if i'll play rio yeah he, he's, he's not he's not checking as many boxes here no all right um, let's talk about the AK range before we do want to thank our friends at underdog doing the dang thing, putting in more and more best ball drafts for the PGA tour season. Gotta love it. The majors best ball drafts are open. You got to get in on that. I'll do some mock best ball drafts for that pretty soon. And the great news is best ball is available in almost every state. If you can play DFS of any kind, you can probably play best ball and underdog. 
so much fun. We've been doing it. Did it for the season long stuff. Been killing it. Don't have enough. Uh, don't have enough Hideki after yes after four million dollar paycheck last week, but um and a ton of points, but no big deal. Um, underdogs, it's the best best ball product around, and now they're they're doing great things with the Pick'em product, and they've got more options. They had way more options for Genesis last week, so excited about that. Uh, we did well in the props market last week uh, in the Discord. So if you haven't already joined Underdog, sign up. Link in the description of the video and the podcast. Um, and code JUNKIES gets you a 100% deposit match up to $100. Promo code JUNKIES or just use the use the, the link in the description. All right, AK range. Now, Pat, the chalk in the AK range. I think three names. I think it's Camp Champ, and I would like to think he's not, but enough guys are going to figure out that Camp Champ's form was terrible coming into this event the last two years when he finished eighth and he finished sixth. But for Camp Champ, a three-time or whatever winner on the PJ Tour, it just doesn't matter. If he comes to a golf course that he can unload his 188-mile-an-hour driver and not have to worry about going, you know, too far out of bounds in these 42-yard wide fairways, you can just play it. So I think people are going to figure that out. I think Davis Thompson at 8,900 feels like a good value. He feels like a better course fit than some of these 9K guys above him that we just talked about. He's playing well. I think DT is going to be popular. And, you know, an, an early indicator of popular DFS plays is steaming outright prices. And a guy who opened at 45 or 50 to 1, I think 50 to 1 this morning is now down to 40 and even I think got as low as 35 at one point and it's your new lover Jake Knapp could potentially be chalk in the 8k range. You hate to see it. You really at do. You really do. Everybody's he's the new hot girl in town. <laughs> That's right, Tony. I mean, he is. He's the new hot girl in town. Um, we have these every year, I feel like, or at least once every other year. And uh, Nap is is um, steadily moving up that board. And I think that uh, we saw, we talked about on the betting show. Definitely. Have you, texted, have you texted him yet? Um, no, I'm kind of. Um, you slow playing it? Yeah, I'm a little nervous about it, too. Not really sure what to say with that that next text. Like, the first one was just like, hey, this, you know, this is this is Pat with tour junkies because he told me, you know, this is what you know, just text me. Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of like this is the next move. Did he respond when you sent that? He did actually. Okay. Okay. He did. He did respond. Um, so I think I told him to play well this week because that was Wednesday of, of the WM. Um I mean, dude, the hardest part is out of the way. You got you got you got the digits. Like that's I know. I need to I need to don't worry. Have okay. a little riz, Pat. Have a little riz. Do you um, know what that is? Do you know what riz is? No, what is that? You not heard of that? You not riz? Heard of yeah. Is it short for something? Yeah. No? The kids are saying it. Charisma. Oh, God. Why does everything... Why They take the middle part of it. And You know, everything is getting shortened these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like sus. Kristen told me today. She said, "Oh, somebody was talking about this person being a tr uh, a trad wife," and I was like, "A tr 
trans wife? She's like, no, trad. And I was like, what is that? She's like, traditional. I was about to say traditional. Yeah. What does that mean? The like a oh, like a girl. Hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's gonna get that except the 150 people who watched the. I'm uh, so glad that we watched that. the bump and run show last week. Um, um that is. By the way. Davis Thompson was getting a lot of steam too in the betting market. So I think yes. you're right on him. He he is definitely going to be chalk. Um, and I think now Nap has one too. Listeners, listeners need to, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button on the video, please. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't. But here's what we need you to do. In the comments, give us give us some give us exactly what Pat should text to Jake Knapp next. What should be his text? Now, be serious. don't don't be you know Kissler's gonna get up in here. No 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 be 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 weird and funny. I, I want I want those. Okay, well I would rather have just some normal. Well no be be weird and funny just so we can read them. Yeah, I may yeah, not but use. But if it. you have a good normal one, you yeah. know if, if maybe we have. I don't know that we have many listeners with a lot of riz, but if we have maybe one or two that have some riz and they know what to say next, you know it kind of depends on when you do it because if you do it before. You know, before Mexico, before it starts on Thursday, you're going to say one thing. But then, like, if you wait till it starts, you have to wait and see how he does. And I, I feel like if you don't text him before Thursday, then you can't text him until after the tournament's over. No, I want to text him this week, and I want to be able to bring that news to the Nut Hut. So you're going to have to get into the Nut Hut to uh, the chat to see what the what that's going to look like. You I know. may or may not, though. I may, I may. You're gonna be like, yo, Jake, you want to see how my model's popping for you? You want to see how my model's popping? Jake, what do you think about this model? Mm, yeah. Here, Jake, Jake. Producer Tony says we'll pick the weirdest and funniest ones and put them on the show next week. So, yes, that's a good idea. Jake, you're third in ball speed. Mm. And, I, and I, I tell you what, I told you on the driving range how much I love your swing. <laughs> 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 you sound like a uh you sound like an interlude from a 90s r&b song <laughs> like, uh, what's that was it like ron isley or something in the middle of that uh, uh Bo boys to men with the deep voice guy michael yeah i've had all these rental cars Maybe. lately while they're doing you know fixing my truck and so i know i know exactly where you're about to go with this i have to i know listen i have to listen to the radio more yeah and I've been listening to some R and B. Like, there's this guy <laughs> called Key Sweat. Oh, what, <laughs> dude? Don't tell me. Don't, whoa, 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 whoa! I know who he is, but I don't know. I didn't know. And then he's got nobody, baby. Nobody, do you like me? Nobody, dude. I love some Key Sweat. Man, it's so good. Yeah. Okay, every time I've ever picked up a rental car, if the radio's on, it's on a hip hop or R and B station. If you work in the rental car business, yeah, I, you turn it to that. That's what you turn it to. I, I think, or maybe they see they see me coming and they're like, we gotta get this dude. We gotta get. We gotta do so. But see what they don't know is I grew up on the R and B and the hip hop. Well, I mean, I, it's like a whole new world for me. I'm learning. Can I believe you just said if you ever heard Keith Sweat, who was literally popular in 1997? <laughs> That's just. <laughs> Uh, that may or may not have been a comment for entertainment value, but I, I do think I have heard of him before, but I haven't listened to a lot of his music and I've been, I've been, I've been liking it. Bro, I am down with some key sweat right now.
I wish we could. I wish we could play music on YouTube, like, and not. And they just, just like, take it down immediately. What are the rules though? Because I hear music on YouTube. I hear uh, like uh, real music on people's YouTube. If you just put in the description who it is, can you just play it? Because like, I think I would be a heck of a better podcast host if we had a little bit of vibe underneath it. Tony's got us. What? Yeah. So with some of the other shows that I've done in the past and whatnot too, it's. I think if you're trying to monetize, so if you, if if we don't want to monetize this specific video, then we can pretty much play. We can do high, you know, highlights of golf, you know, that kind of thing. And we just put in the description, this is not for our gain, money wise, anything like that. And I believe we can, we can get away with it. But I see other podcasters who are monetizing with music in their shows. Are they monetizing that specific video or are they getting paid from something else? They're running YouTube ads on that video. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. That's a sidebar. Sidebar. Dang, dude. That's some Keith sweat right now. Can you imagine if producer Tony just, boom, threw up some Keith sweat right there, right in the middle of that conversation? Or what like, if we just got, like, when we started to do the 5K range, the 5K draft, we turn on some Ricky Martin, like, living La Vida Loca? <laughs> you know? What's a, what was that? Um, Menudo? Menudo? What was that band? <laughs> uh, dude, that's another old one. I mean, Ricky Martin's not young, but. Um, wasn't he? Ricky Martin was in that band, right? Oh, maybe he was. Yeah, he started. Uh, that was like a boy band thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, um, what are we going to do if Jake Knapp is chalky? You know, I, I think we still could play him. Uh, I mean, you look at his form, the T3 at the Farmers, T28 at, at, at the WM, uh, obviously has not played here. Doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter. And if you look at, hey, guy, we want guys that are, you know, can move it off the tee. Um, I do think, though, and I noticed this on the range, the accuracy isn't exactly, exactly, exactly <laughs> there for him. I mean, he could spray it a little bit, but that doesn't matter as much on this golf course. So I feel like he can get after it a little bit. Definitely doesn't matter here. I mean, way easier to keep it in the ballpark here in Unless, Mexico. But there's trouble. There's trouble and there's some yeah, hard there's, holes. There's water. Get some big numbers. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm probably going to pass in DFS. I think I want to have some exposure betting, but I think I'm going to pass if he's chalk. Yeah. If he's as chalk as we think he is. Camp Champ, I'm interested. Davis Thompson might be chalk I eat. The only other name in here I kind of like is Austin Neckrope. Same. Okay, then maybe that means he's going to be chalk too. He's 8K, which just feels like a good price. One of the top iron players, long iron players in this field. Love that. I was a little surprised his ball speed numbers are not quite what I thought they would be. Um, looking at bet the number. Off the tee, though, is pretty good. Off the tee is, is good. Yeah. I'm surprised that I don't feel like anybody's talking about Mav. I, I think Mav is a is a yeah. good pivot off of... if Let's say Eckrode is a little bit chalky. But, but don't you think... There's no way Ekro's more popular than Mav. I think Mav in general is just a popular player. Yeah, it may, it may be about the he's same. Coming off the T six, yeah, and we know that off the T he sprays it. That's his problem. But, but which, I don't think he's going to be chalky at all. 
So if he's just, not chalky, then I don't think Eckert's going to be chalky. Oh, then yeah, maybe they won't be. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do with both of them. I, Michael Kim's another one that that I I looked at. He checks a lot of boxes, and I looked at him for the betting show. And I was like, no, there's no way Michael Kim wins another tournament on the PGA Tour. I just don't think he can do it. I think he's too much of a. I think he's. I know he won the John Deere by like however many shots, whatever, a million years ago. But I, I think he's too. He doesn't have it. But in DFS, he's interesting. Because he does check some boxes in DFS. I mean, yeah. in terms of the stats. Um, okay, Gim, Doug Gim, I'm fading because I don't know what it is. Like, Doug Gim has been on the PJ Tour for what I feel like is a long time. And I was WM Phoenix Open years old this year when I learned how awful to look at his golf swing is. It is so out to in. You, you know, your swing is like super in to out. As in to out yours is, his is out to in, which obviously is better. But, well, and it's crazy for me to be talking about anybody's golf swing, but I'm sorry. I just can't look at a small man balding in his 20s with a super out to end swing that can't putt worth crap. I just don't want anything to do with him in the, in the high eights. Like, that's the kind of analysis I'm giving you, and I don't care. I just don't care. Ball speed's terrible. Um, I'm just not interested in Doug Gim at 8,800. I am not either, but I didn't have all of those reasons. <laughs> that. Okay. But I, I think I'm I'm gonna pass on him as well. So all right, let's get to the seven K, six K, five K. We gotta bang these out here. Um, don't forget, bet the number. You need to join it. We cleaned up the props market, um, crushed it in the FanDuel markets, the closest to the pin, the long drive holes. Are the folks behind the scenes about the number giving us some nice stats in the Discord that we were throwing out there, and a lot of people making a lot of money. Shout out to them for doing what they're doing. The live stats uh, updates that they've made in the last couple of weeks on Bet the Number are fantastic. So you can see all the live data now. You can click the players, see their scorecard data coming in straight from the PJ Tour shot link at refreshing every 10 minutes, updating quickly, and um, giving you everything you need to know round by round for showdown, for live betting, whatever you want to do. It's all there on Bet the Number. And if you click the promo code or if you click the link in the description or the QR code on YouTube, you can use code TJ, get $5 off the monthly, get $50 off the annual subscriptions, and you get the first seven days for free. So you can try it out for seven days, see what you think. But they are improving this thing every single week. They just went live January 1st, and this thing has improved multiple times since January 1st. You got to get in there and get it done. And don't forget, if you are a paying Discord member, you can DM me or Pat on Discord, and we'll give you a one-time unique code to give you the biggest discount anywhere on the internet from Bet the Number for a annual for an annual subscription that you will not regret. It'll be cheaper than anything else out there, and it'll be way better value. All right, seven K range. Let's make this snappy. I don't think there's a whole lot of chalk because there's so many names in the seven six K five. I think it's just going to get spread out. I'm just going to play who I want. Johnny Vegas is the first name I want. I want the big ball speed from Johnny V. He's coming back off the layoff, the injury. He's looked good in uh, in the last couple of weeks. He had the the solid finish at the waste management. Um, hit it much better. I, I'm in on Johnny Vegas at 7600. Um, Vincent Norman is enticing to me right there at 7600 as well. Um. But a name that I, I don't know that I say very much, Pat, but I kind of I saw him at the waste management, had a decent finish. We know the caddy on the bag. And I, I've had a tour player or two tell me this guy is super talented. He's not realized it yet. 
and it's coming. And I'm just like, I just have a hunch on SH Kim. Oh, $7,900 SH Kim T24 here last year, 28th and 31st place finish in his last two events. Um, I just have a little feeling he hits it plenty far. Irons are a little interesting, but he, he eats on par fives. Um, birdie or better percentage is up. I think he's going to be low owned. I like the upside for SH. He's got to put four together, but I like him. And then the last two names I'll give you in the 7K range, I'll let you go. Carson Young at 7,400 is the only short knocker basically on my entire list for, for this for this week, pretty much. Not a short or not a long hitter at all, but really good long iron player. Um, avoids the big numbers. And 15th here last year in decent form. I like Carson Young. I think the floor is, is nice for Carson Young. And then I'm going Sam Stevens at 7,100. Long hitter. Um, we haven't seen it as much lately, but I think last year, like I remember him checking a lot of back boxes in that mid to long iron range. T28 at the waste management could have won. I think it was the Sony or something that he just really crapped down his leg on the last round. So I'm going to go Sam Stevens at 7,100. And I'm fading. My fade is any mega chalk in the 7K, if there is any, but I don't think there is. And I think mega chalk in here is going to be anything from 12 to 15%. If somebody gets to that point, I don't think anybody in here is too good to that that's is too is good enough to eat that in this range i'll i'll gladly pivot yeah i um i agree i think you know you don't want to be too chalky in this range at all um first off I'll, I'll talk about some of the guys you already mentioned i do like carson young i'm with you there love sam stevens i've, I've kind of been on him for a lot this year um and he's played well you know he makes makes a lot of cuts um so i think sam stevens is one that you certainly could look at um and then sh kim i mean I feel like when we were at the WM, the player I heard the most like positive things that caddies were saying was SH Kim. Like like a guy that I hadn't really heard much talk about. He was one that they were really yeah. giving us um, some information that has some you know, has some amazing talent. So I do like that. Um, I know you're not big on this guy, but I like Toasty. I like Alejandro Toasty. I don't the, hate the angry, it. The angry Toast Man. Yeah. I, I think he. Um, you know the guy can can move it off the tee. I mean, he hits it a a long way. Um, you know, he's like he's fourth in this field in ball speed and fourth also off the tee. Um, you know, he's a decent putter too, kind of near the top third of the field in putting. Um, the the iron play is is the question mark for sure. But I do think Toasty. We've seen some some um, some good play out of him this year and then he also finished top 10 here last year so i do like toasty i think he'll be one that's um certainly low owned i was gonna ask you about bjork what are we what are we doing with bjork you know he was i, I don't like the the lack of pop he's he's a he's a dink and dunker like hit he it up really is but kyle on the dp world tour he just made every yeah. single freaking cut every single week um but you're he's, right i don't he doesn't necessarily, yeah um and then another guy, I think near the bottom at seven thousand, Andrew Novak. I like. You know, he was top ten yeah. last, last or two weeks ago at the WM. Um, has a top fifteen. He's played here twice. Um, so with the top fifteen back in twenty twenty two, I like Novak. Now he's not going to wow you on a ton of stats. You know, he is pretty good on approach with his longer irons. Um, but but I think Novak could certainly have a good week here, and he's cheap at seven thousand and will be very low owned. I like the Novak call. 
All right, 6K range. We're not going to do a 6K draft because we're going to do a 5K draft. Let's get it in. So 6K draft or 6K range. Um, I got a handful here. I'll try to cut it down. I mean, I mentioned on the on the betting show that I'm a I'm a Parker Cootie, not a Pearson Cootie guy. I'm going to get a little get a little taste of the cooties. Uh, get a little cootie in me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that for Parker. Hits it a mile. Uh, saw him hit it well at Tory, which was nice. Good to see. Irons gain strokes at the Amex, which is good to see. And um, yeah, I think you know sixty five hundred. I like that. I'm I'm a little intrigued by Joseph Bramlett. T ten here last year. T twenty five at Tory. He seems like a poor man's Cam Champ, which is really poor if you think about <laughs> it. Uh, but sixty eight hundred dollars. It just seems like a guy who when 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 that course demands you hit the absolute titties on it, you know just melt it off the tee then that's bram that's bramlet time no matter what you see coming in so i kind of like that at 68 um along the lines of thorbjorn victor perez at 6700 victor perez is a talented guy that has not played a ton on the pj tour he's definitely got some reps in but he's played some wgc events he's played in majors and his field is one of the weakest he's played in on his, you know, on PG on the PJ Tour for sure. And and while he's missed his last couple cuts, he's gained strokes tee to green in both in both of those. He just has been terrible putting, and that's kind of his mo. But he hits it plenty long. Irons are good, and and I think he gives you some legit winning upside. Victor Perez is a winner. Um, I, I believe wasn't he on the Ryder Cup? He was either on the Ryder Cup or the Presidents Cup. At at one point, um, well, you can't be on both. Oh yeah, that's right. He, he, was, on, he was on one of them. He was on one. Of them. I think he would have been. It would have been because he's he's a Frenchman, right? Yes. So it would have so been the Ryder Cup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a two time winner on the DP World Tour. I, I just I think I think Victor, I think Victor sneaky. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go Victor Perez, and then last one I'm gonna give you, Pat. This is a throwback. You ready for this? Dude, this is, I mean, this is like, this is 2016 all over again with a 5K range and then names like Bronson Burgoon. Oh, my goodness. $6,000. Pat, did you know that Bronson finished 14th at the Amex? I, I, you talk about a blast from the past. I mean, he was, I can remember whatever that show was where the announcers were in Vegas and we would, what was that show? You remember that? Oh yeah, Matt, Dave, Matt Dave Brown and uh, Dave uh, Dave Brown and Matt Farah, or am I reversing that? I think you reversed the names there. <laughs> yeah, I I did not know he was T fourteen T fourteen at the Amex T fifty at Tory Pines, gaining gain between those two events, gaining over eight strokes on approach, and you know it's not going to show up in the data because we don't have a lot of data here because it's like. He played Tory, he played the Amex, and his last PJ Tour event was Valero. But what do we know about Bronson Burgoon? Because we were doing this in 2016. Bronson Burgoon can hit it, and he can still hit it. I bet he can still move it. He's got plenty of pop. 6K Bronson Burgoon in 2024? Yes, please. Uh, you know, maybe I'll, God dang. I mean, the only way this could be better is if, like, What's his name? Um, Tyrone Van Asswagen. We're in, we're in, and I could <laughs> pair him. I could stubborn. stack him. I could stack him with the Asswagon. Yeah, my goodness, wow. Um, 
Well, he kind of stole Victor Perez from me because he was kind of my like I, he's my favorite up here. I, I absolutely love him. Um, I, I think he's he's certainly a good play. Um, and I do like Parker Cootie as well. I, I think Vince Whaley yeah. is one that I, I I would look at in here. Um, you know, he's missed a lot of cuts, but but the guy does. You know, when he he gets on the course, it's kind of um, you know, one where he can just kind of send it a little bit. I, I do think Whaley could play well this week. Um. So I, I would look at him. I don't know if there's anybody else really that I had had checked off. I mean, the interesting name certainly will be Cristobal Del Solar, who is the guy that had what the 57 or 56 or whatever yep, it was on the uh, on the Corn mm-hmm. Ferry Tour um, a few weeks ago. But that was a totally different course and a much easier course and much shorter course. So I don't think um, you know. But who knows? That's a pretty low score. By the way. All right, here's one I like. I'm going to dabble a little bit more in Robbie Shelton, DB. Oh, you're such. I, I, I had been. I've. I've. I took you a break. We talked so easy. I know. You know, I I stood next to him when we were in the locker. room. I know exactly waiting, what this is about. Waiting out a rain delay, <laughs> and um, he, he just he's a nice guy. He's he's amongst the people there. You know the caddies. And we know he's always been a great ball striker, and he's finished. You know, had T twenty five at the Farmers, T sixty at the WM. So, are you seriously going to leave it out? Oh wait, was his the golf bag that had like yes. the perfectly like OCD yes. irons? That too, which is amazing. But I don't know. Do you think he he was wanting that, or you think the caddy did that? I, I don't know. If okay. he was wanting that, okay. Think I, about this. Think about this. What is the ratio of players we know versus caddies we know? Higher ratio of more OCD, caddies or players? Probably the players. Yeah. So yes. odds are it's Robbie that wants it that way or likes it that way. Yeah. But you are right. I mean, these things looked like they were ready for a photo shoot, like a magazine shoot. They were yeah. perfectly oriented, all in, in order the, in the in proper order. spots. And all like angled together, flushed. It was so much that like two. Pl- Mark Hubbard was like, "Holy crap!" And he like he's like points to his caddy, uh, and he's like, "What? How come my bag can't look like that?" Like multiple players and caddies were commenting he, on what Robbie's see? bag looked like, and it just made Pat between that and J- it, if that OCDness and Jake Knapp's interaction on the range that happened within the same hour, we'd have had to take him to the hospital for for. Uh, like do you, just just problems do you remember hubs's um instagram story post did no. you see that he took a picture of those irons and he said when the adderall kicks in during the <laughs> rain delay <laughs> yes <laughs> he is so funny. oh man that's why you're on like your subconscious that's how ocd pat is and how much he loves OCD <laughs> tendencies is in his subconscious. He logged that. And then tend to, and then now his first opportunity to play Robbie Shelton again, he's in. All right. Yeah. yeah I'm all in. All right. Okay. Five day draft and let's get out of here. Pat, I'll let you start since I stole Victor Perez from you. All right. Well, then I'm going to, I'm going to steal a guy from you who I do like a lot. Um, I like Norman Jong, the Panda. Yeah. He okay. has a 5,800, uh, he's got all the talent in the world. I think he could do well this week. So, I'm going my University of Florida darling that helped give me the big, I think it was like a 12-to-1 top 20 back in the fall. I'm going with Fred Biondi, baby. 
Biondi. Hmm. All right, I I'm gonna go with our our boy um, DB. You know, our boy Kenny. You know, in the in the oh, in the, the moonshot. Are you buying the the Springer? I'm buying the Hayden Springer love in here. Fifty seven hundred Hayden Springer T thirty three. By the way, in his last start at the Farmers, didn't he win qualifying Q school? Uh yes, I think he did. I think he did. Okay, this is this is a perfect example of if you look at the leaderboard at the last two years of this event, you can see guys with horrible form, horrible record the previous year at this place, but. If it fits them from the distance kind of ball speed, long iron category, which it does this next player, and this next player is in a major slump, this could be the slump buster because we've seen this guy play well in tough fields, easy easy fields. What We've seen him play well, and, I, and I'm a big fan of his, but I've had to be off of him for quite some time, and I'm back on at $5,600. I'm believing in Callum Tarrant. Making the uh -oh. comeback. Oh, wow. Callum Tarrant just signed with Bad Birdie. I'm in. Give me Callum Tarrant. Okay. All right. Here's another one I've I've talked about in the past. That I've been a big fan of. I can't ever get his name right. I think I'm going to get it right this time, but he can certainly move it off the tee. He is top 10 in the field in ball speed. He's number one off the tee. We have not seen him, at least on the PGA tour this year, and he missed a cut last year here, but I don't care. MJ Duffy. At 5,800. I think I used to say MJ Defoe. Defoe. Yeah, I think, you said, I think you tried to make him French at one point. Yeah. Listen, I know we try to make this quick, this show quick, and it's gone over an hour, but we had a ton of names to talk about. And, and I'm not going to – I'm not going to sell this last one short because this one means something to me, and I am all in on this guy. And at $5,100, I will have Matt Atkins in DFS lineups – I will be betting him top 40 and top 30. We'll see how it goes. I might even fire a top 20 on my boy, Matt. Matt Atkins, this is what we know about Matt Atkins. Number one, great guy. Stand-up guy, family man, high-integrity guy, member at Champions Retreat, local here to Augusta. I see Matt, talk to Matt on the range all the time. He is a hard-working son of a gun. Um, plays on the Corn Ferry Tour primarily. He's getting a little older for golf years and golf years. He's He's... This is kind of his last run. He's gonna try to he's gonna do things this year and see where it leads him. But he at that point, if it doesn't go well, he might just be done. He's done some YouTube golf stuff with the Brian Bros. I have seen him personally play Luke List at Champions Retreat, who almost won Genesis. This is how razor thin these lines are, folks. I have seen Matt Atkins in an exhibition we have at Champions Retreat twice beat Luke List at Champions Retreat from the tips. He hits it a mile, a mile. He hits it very long. His long irons, mid irons, fantastic. The only thing that has kept Matt Atkins from being a contender on the Corn Ferry Tour and a staple on the PJ Tour is a bad putter. And we know that these slow, flat, past Palom greens can neutralize a bad putter. He Monday qualified to get here. And Pat, I was texting him today because there's a little talk that I might caddy for him in the Myrtle Beach one-day qualifier that our friend Tony brought up on the Friday. Oh, show. yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, he's playing in that Monday Q or Myrtle Beach Q YouTube golfer thing for the Myrtle Beach event in the spring. And it's only one round, so I told him I'd be willing to do it. I don't know if it's going to work out, but I told him. 
he said, I said, dude, I'm so pumped to see you in Mexico this week. He said, I'm happy to be here, thrilled to be here, Monday qualified, and I'm playing well. I'm ready for a big week. And I believe that he believes, and I know he has the talent. So at 5,100, we're riding with a good dude, local guy to, to, to Augusta, um, and a guy who checks a lot of boxes in terms of what he does well. Matt Atkins, 5,100. If anything, TJ Squad Ride, top 40 or something. I know this is a DFS show, but if yeah, anything, well, you, you do that. You talked me into it. So Good. I'm happy. I'll, I'll do it. All right. I think that's it for us. May your screens be green. Regularly scheduled content this week. We'll have the Wednesday night live chat on the Discord. The emails will go out this week. The Chalk Bombs did, did well again last week, I believe, if I remember correctly. That's three weeks in a row. The Chalk Bomb email has been nice. We'll continue to uh, pillage the books in the props market in the Discord this week during the live action. We'll have our Thursday bump and run show. That'll be a good time. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Let's have a great week. Merry streams to your ring. See ya!